0: hey guys cable here and this week's podcast is brought to you by scoped vision y'all probably know of phone scope by now right it's that technology that allows you to hook up an adapter to your cell phone and then place that on your spotting scope or binos and you can record what you're seeing through your optic well scoped vision is the evolution of that technology and now you can actually record your hunt through your rifle scope you've got an adapter it attaches to your scope and you record right there with your cell phone. It's awesome. It's Scoped Vision. You can find it at phonescope.com. I'm just a showboat. Won't catch me crying, no. Won't catch me showing any hurt. I'm just a showboat. Pretending I Good morning, Cable Smith, welcome everybody to the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Man, so great to be here talking, hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that with you find folks today. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Players, our long time presenting sponsors. Man, it's a great time to be alive in the great outdoors. Spring is in bloom. Flowers lumen, blue bonnets, Indian paintbrushes, cactus, you name it, dogwoods. Hey, wherever you live, there is some plant native to your region that is firing off right now, and it is a sight to see. So soak it in. Uh, It's far from just the kill that makes us hunters and outdoorsmen, anglers, hikers, backpackers, whatever You identify as I'm kind of a mixture of all those things, but there are so many beautiful things to see in springtime. You know what what you should identify as is just like a human sponge this time of year. Just soak it all in and enjoy it. That being said, uh, I have not been enjoying turkey season. I've been enjoying the sights and sounds. Some of the sounds, you know, uh, songbirds and the gobbling. Whoo, man, it's been a rough one for me. Still haven't gotten that gobbler on the ground and have been on, what, four dedicated overnight turkey trips so far this year. All over Texas. South zone, north zone, west Texas, east. I mean, geez, that's the way it goes, though. So we'll keep after it. Hope y'all are punching tags. However, I guess, you know, my thing is I just can't deer hunt turkeys. I have to keep moving. I have to keep calling. I like to run and gun, walk and talk. And sitting over a feeder or sitting in a cornfield and in a pop-up line and just waiting for the turkeys to come to me just doesn't appeal to me, you know? Just doesn't. That's not – that's why I love elk hunting. That's why I like spring turkey is that cat and mouse speaking the language and trying to outsmart these buggers. So uh, hopefully you all are doing better than I am this year anyway. Um, Man, we've got a great show lined up for you today. So – you know what to do by now. Pull up that stool a little closer to the campfire. Pull yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat up old thermos because we are ready to rock and roll. And today uh, we will kick things off with Cable's three things. And these are the three things this week that are on my mind that are front and center, not just in the hunting community, but like in society in general. We've got some news out of Great Britain, the United Kingdom, that is just absolutely astounding when it comes to hunters and <laughs> the infringement on their rights. It's just mind-blowing. And this thing was just kind of passed under the cover of darkness without anyone knowing about it. And uh, I'll uh, expand on that in just a minute. Also, what in the hell is Bernie up to? The mad scientist. Goodness gracious. we got to get into that. And then... A government-enforced gun buyback. Say what? Uh, Yeah. Another Democratic presidential candidate. That's what he's up to. Uh, So we've got some stuff to talk about regarding those issues. And then uh, we're only going to have one guest on the show today, and that's because we've got so much to discuss with ACUBO founder and creator Matt Pell. Um, We're going to get into Facebook and Instagram's very dedicated effort to squash the exposure hunting-related companies receive organically. You know, if you have 100,000 followers, you'd think that some of them would actually see your content. No. Matt will explain how his company has been impacted by the leftist, anti-hunting, animal rights agenda that is very obvious when it comes to social media outlets like Facebook and Instagram. Like, for like, how can you put smut, softcore pornography, human violence um, on these outlets and it not be censored? And then you or I put a picture of a dead deer, and all of a sudden we've got this graphic content label on our photo. Give me a freaking break, right? We'll get into that. Uh, plus, Backcountry elk hunting. Uh, Matt is a big public lands guy. Uh, we'll, t- we'll discuss our backcountry plans for this coming fall. Also, shoulder strengthening exercises that benefit proper archery technique. Uh, I've got a bum shoulder right now. I've had a cortisone shot and I'm in pr- pretty bad shape, but the Acubo has been helping me build strength in that regard in my right shoulder. So, we'll discuss some of that stuff. And, then, and what about becoming a successful entrepreneur in the outdoor space in today's age? Is that even possible with social media's, well, the, big, the big dogs, with their attempt to uh, suppress hunting-related pages or products? So much to get into today. It's going to be a good one. Guarantee you that. Looking forward to visiting with Matt. A couple other things to mention. I've got... A phone scope giveaway for you today, and this is a phone scope cap, a phone scope yeti cup, and a can of pyro putty. We're going to give that prize pack away. All you have to do is email the word, let's just say phone scope. That's phone scope. Email it in to lone star Outdoors Show at gmail.com. You'll be entered into today's prize pack. Uh, also, our uh, photo of the month contest going on right now, we've got the Mossberg. 835 Tactical Turkey that we're giving away in April to enter to win the April Photo of the Month contest. Email your best hunting, fishing, outdoor photo to Lone Star Outdoors Show at gmail.com. Better yet, post it on my Facebook page wall or use the LSOS photo contest hashtag on Instagram. We'll get you entered. And then our 12 monthly winners from 2019 will square off at the end of the year for a chance to hunt trophy black buck or axis deer with me down at the lovely coons canyon ranch in rock springs texas so another great grand prize hunt package brought to you by coons canyon ranch which we are certainly excited about let's take a break up next it's cables three things what's on my mind this week
1: don't say a word star Outdoor
0: show about tomorrow or forever There'll be time enough for sadness
1: When you
0: leave me Hey y'all, spring is here, and that means a lot of things, but specifically, your lawn is about to become your own worst nightmare. That's why I use JC's Landscaping. They do everything from lawn and landscape maintenance to fertilization and weed control. New premium sod installations. Hey, you need a French drain? I had to have them put in a French drain a couple years ago. They do that too. Landscaping updates, makeovers, stone borders, patios, and much more. Serving the North Dallas and surrounding areas, you can find them at jclandscapingllc.com and tell them Cable sent you. Hi, this is Governor Greg Abbott, and I want to thank you for listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. You remember third eye blind and that cracking jack ring. Clothes hanging on a dogwood by that Mississippi spring. And anybody else who's listening won't know what I'm singing about. This is only for you. Latest from Mike Ryan, other side of the radio, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. 5 by Dallas Safari Club. Cable Smith here with you today. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoth Power Polaris as well. So whether you're tuned in on the other side of the radio or uh, you're checking out the podcast, either way, I am certainly glad to have you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind this week coming up here in just a second but first this segment proudly brought to you by the first light phantom well i call it like a ghillie suit top a leafy suit whatever you want to call it this is what i've been wearing turkey hunting this year and although i haven't killed a turkey it's not because of the phantom (laughs) i've been well hidden and uh it's the cool thing about it is you know spring starts to warm up this thing is breathable it's mesh it's and i've tried other ghillie suits This is the best that I've ever put on. And you can find the Phantom at FirstLight.com. It's available in uh, Cypher and uh, Fusion, you know, all of their great camo patterns. First Light, go further, stay longer. Um, Okay, well, what's on my mind this week? There's a few things that I've seen recently that have just blown my mind. We'll start across the pond in the U.K., where they recently, actually this week, banned pigeon and crow hunting, not just hunting. Farmers can no longer deal with these species as nuisances, which if you're a farmer, that's exactly what they are. And it's not like there's a shortage of pigeons or crows. Not there, just like there isn't here. Uh, This was kind of snuck in under the cover of darkness by some animal rights activist named Chris Packham. And despite a petition of 75,000 signatures, the British government just did it anyway. How much sense does that make? It's absolutely asinine. And this is what's going on throughout the world. Every day, we're under attack, y'all. So, ridiculous news coming out of the UK. Also, um, Democratic Congressman Eric Swalwell was recently on Tucker Carlson And if you haven't seen this video, you need to go watch it. This dude announced that he is running for president of the United States in 2020 on a platform built around a federally enforced gun buyback program. That's great. Okay, so this dude wants us to turn in our guns for pennies on the dollar. And if you don't, here's the best part. You'll become a felon. That's right, a felon. If I don't turn in my ARs sitting in my safe here in the studio, I am now a felon, along with rapists, murderers, uh, arsonists, and now law-abiding gun owners. So, Eric Swalwell, congressman out of California, you can kiss my you-know-what, because as Charlton Heston famously quoted, you can have my guns when you pry them from my cold, dead fingers. So get the hell out of here, Eric Swalwell. Uh, Then Bernie, the mad scientist Sanders, oh, he gave us some uh, golden nuggets this week when he said on video that he is in favor of incarcerated felons being given the right to vote. Are you kidding me? These are not folks who are out on parole or who have served their debts to society These are people who are in prison for rape, murder, uh, the Boston bomber. He wants to give them the right to vote. God, I hope they run Bernie. What an idiot. And that doesn't even touch on the socialism stuff, which is a a story for another day. (laughs) Oh, I can't. I mean, what's the point of obeying the laws, right? If you can go to prison and just enjoy actually a better life, I mean, might be a better life there than what we as, uh, you know, gun owning, God fearing conservatives are facing today. Uh, you know, what, is, what was this country founded on? It was fun, founded on guns and religion, right? That's why folks left England to come to America for religious freedom, which they then won by using guns. <laughs> so, uh this just this is what's going on in our world today it's a crazy place that's what's on my mind this week uh let's take a break up next we will be joined by acubo founder matt pell we'll talk some archery uh get into social media today and its impact or lack of impact on the hunting community because there's no denying That we are being censored heavily each and every day by Facebook and Instagram. We discuss next on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. I don't mind things that don't matter these days. Time I spend on worrying never pays down the leaves of changing. Well, I love to play my guitar, like to sing our songs. My buddies come over and we drink all night long. I listen to Bob wheels on the radio. Got the beer in the ice chest, ready to go. Because Bill Country Affairs, name of that on. one from our good buddy Brandon Key, bringing us back on the Lone the Star Dance Outdoor Dance Show, powered by, Dance by, Dance Dance by Dallas Safari Club Cablesmith. Riding shotgun with you today. Thank you for being here. we've got a ton to get into with our buddy Matt Pell from ACUBO. We're going to be all over the map. So a a lot of interesting stuff to get into with Matt, not just regarding bow hunting, but also um, shoulder strengthening. It's so important for archery, specifically for anyone who's who's suffered from shoulder issues. I've got some janky thing going on with my right shoulder right now. Had to get a cortisone shot three months ago. And uh, that cortisone shot, you know, it's, it's starting to wear off as they do. And so it's like, do I go get another one? No, I'm trying to strengthen this thing at the gym and through the use of my Acubo. Uh, Plus, we've got some interesting social media things to get into. Facebook, preventing a company like Acubo from advertising. It's not even a weapon. Uh, So crazy, crazy stuff on that front. And uh, they also own Instagram, so you can uh, connect the dots there. But we'll get into all that with Matt in just a second. However, uh, before we do that, this segment brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. Check out the Lone Star 24-7 if you haven't already. It's only 68 calories, and it is the new Lone Star 24-7. Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. And With that being said, let's bring on our good friend and Acubo founder and creator, Matt Pell. Certainly appreciate you jumping on, man. It's great to visit with you.
2: Hey, Cable. Thank you for having me. It is uh, equally great to to be here and uh, chatting with you, and um, just being like minded people
1: with uh, similar interests in the outdoor industry. No doubt about it. No doubt. So, I mean, I'm I'm heading out to to hunt turkeys this week. I I know that you guys have a lot of turkey in Illinois. It's that time of the year, man. Are you gonna are you gonna have a chance to get out? Do You have a place to go?
2: <laughs> yeah, we we have an abundance of turkeys. Um, I do have a really good turkey property. Uh, loaded with turkeys. And, um, you know, the funny thing is, is that uh, being in the, uh, being in my position as a, as an owner of a, of the Acubo brand in the outdoor industry, you would think that I get all this time to now invest in hunting and, you know, doing what we love and things like that. But um, it's not always the case. Um, Usually in the fall, I I try and really dedicate my, my big game hunts to those September to December months. And then, you know, once January rolls around, it, it, it kind of shifts to, like, serious head-down work mode, um, trying to trying to um, focus on the business. And so uh, the springtime is just a super busy time for me. It's going to be very difficult for me to get out uh, this turkey season. I already know that. But I do have a fifth-season um, turkey tag for the county um, that I'm hunting here, Putnam County in, in Illinois. Uh, hopefully I can get out in May and uh, try and fill that tag, but I would not be surprised if um, work somehow gets in the (laughs) way of of doing that.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. It can't be all play all the time. So we (laughs) we get it. We get it. Um, Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about something interesting we were discussing off the air, and I was kind of just talking, just scatter shooting about social media, and uh, anyone who owns their own business knows, like about five years ago or so, Facebook Came up with this uh, algorithm to start not allowing your followers to see your content. So, that, so let's just say, for instance, I have uh, sixty-five thousand followers on Facebook or likes, and I'll, I'll post something. It's a great, great post. Hey, here's this beautiful axis deer that I shot. You know, here's his back straps. Whatever the, the photo is, and then like hundred people see it. You know, how does that make any sense? Uh, it's because they use this algorithm, and if if you're not paying to promote your posts to your followers, uh, then they don't deliver it, which is, you know, it makes it very difficult for business owners to actually utilize uh, Facebook as a legitimate, you know, resource.
2: It's weird because Facebook is a, a, Facebook owns Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Facebook and Instagram pretty much function uh, two completely separate ways. For whatever reason, I, I wish I had a good explanation for why they do things the way they do. Uh, But yeah, Facebook um, pretty much blocks all um, all page accounts. So whether you've got a whether you've got a club or, you know, a hunting page or you're an actual business like ourselves and you've got your own page, uh, no matter how many followers, likes, uh, uh, whatever your engagement used to be in years past, Facebook basically um, said, you know what? Uh, whatever your page is, we're only going to let your posts be seen by two percent. Two percent of of people that follow your page or like your page, um, and so um, they've really put this roadblock uh, up for people that that used to have really big Facebook followings. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason being is because uh, they launched several years back. They launched their advertising platform, so they said uh you know what we're gonna we're gonna put this roadblock up, and if you want your post to get seen, you're gonna have to pay us otherwise they're only gonna reach you know two percent of of your following and however they figure out what two percent of your following your posts reach i I have no idea uh, <laughs> but the 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 catch twenty two the catch twenty two with all this is that um they don't allow. Uh, certain outdoor hunting brands or pages or people to pay to even they don't even allow us to pay them for uh, for for boosting our advertising our posts because uh, because our agenda doesn't fall in line with their agenda and obviously most of us know Facebook is a a very leftist uh, um, run by a very leftist mentality and Mm -hmm. and uh executive higher-ups and things like that so um you know we are actually acubo is actually banned from uh advertising through facebook's advertising platform where we're actually not allowed to because they consider our archery training products as (laughs) uh falling into the weapon category now as we all know the Acubo, our products, they they have zero capabilities of firing actual projectiles. Right, which, uh, a weapon, a weapon would be considered something that fires a projectile, right? So an actual bow and arrow could fall into that category. I get that, mm-hmm. but we we sell we sell um, virtual training systems that don't require arrows, right? And and they're also used as a strength training system. So um, it's just super super. Um, what's what's the word I'm looking for, discriminatory, to say that, well, just because we're lumped into this category of archery or lumped into this category of hunting, that, um, you know, somehow uh, along the line, you know, we're going to consider your product to be a weapon or we're going to consider your your posts to be promoting hunting and, and killing animals and things like that. Um, so it's it's really discriminatory it sucks for outdoor brands outdoor companies and and even just outdoor ambassadors as well
0: mm-hmm.
2: um for to 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 be placed under these restrictions um i was on facebook the other day and you know they're supposed to not allow um uh drugs and and alcohol or promotion of those things and i saw jack daniel's advertisement pop up on my facebook right <laughs> and i'm thinking to myself you know who did these guys pay up pay off um you know uh, about the higher ups who did they lobby for in order for their post to get seen uh you know if if you're going to make everyone play by your rules well then don't have don't have exceptions to the rules right because it's just it's simply not fair and um it sucks and you know on top of that that whole facebook advertising platform um you know it is what it is for right now um we we're actually seeing a lot of
1: censorship
2: outside of this whole advertising platform, just general censorship. And I'll give a perfect example. Well, and real um,
1: quick though, I do want to mention like, it, it does suck for for people in the uh, hunting industry. Also though, it doesn't matter if you're a roofer or a dentist or or whoever. I mean, anybody that's listening to the show, uh, this is the same deal. I mean, they might be able to buy ads, but they still have to buy ads, you know, to to deliver the content to their their, their followers, or their you know likers, which is just asinine, um, you know. Right. It's, so there is no there, Facebook to me is this. I I I put up with it and I still update it because there are so many. I would say older people, you know, forties and and up that haven't integrated into Instagram yet. Uh, but yep. Facebook is as far as using it to promote your business. It's it's pretty much dead.
2: Yeah, it's it really uh, it sucks. I mean. You know, there's there's some creative things that you can try to do to get around um, the roadblocks that they've put in place for us, but uh, they they really became um, they really became a little too greedy, in my opinion. And they 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 really um, you know you talk about trying to have a voice and freedom of speech and all these things, and uh, a lot of the things that I think they're doing are are just directly going against. All of that and and even violating a lot of our rights as as Americans and and humans uh in my opinion um so yeah it's it's just it's a it's a crappy thing and then you know you touched on Instagram going over to instagram uh you look at instagram, instagram's got a ton of um really goofy censorship going on behind closed doors and i and I'll make a perfect example
1: why don't people have to uh, click on all my posts to actually see it? it says warning, you know, or graphic content or some baloney. all it is, is just, you know, an animal that it's not even bloody, you know, I never post bloody pictures. Uh, sure. It's just a hunting picture. <laughs> it's so sure. Stupid.
2: sure. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's, um, you know, how, how they recognize that and how they go about, you know, uh, finding these posts and blurring them out and trying to censor things. Um, you know, it blows my mind because chances are, people that are following you on Instagram or whatever it may be, uh, they're, they're following you for that content. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to have a lot of animal lovers, or uh, I, I hate to say animal. We're all animal lovers. Shoot, we probably love animals more than anyone else.
1: No us call them but, animal rights you know, activists. You know, and,
2: animal you know, rights activists, right? right. You know, um, uh, you know, chances are they, there's if anything, maybe a half a percent of animal um, rights activists that see your posts, right? So, so how are they even coming across your posts to censor it? What, what's going on there that's triggering this censor? It's really weird. I I don't know. And um, I'll, I'll point out another great example probably everyone's familiar with Donald Trump Jr. And he's a uh, really great ambassador for, um, Uh, not only the outdoor industry, but uh, just hunting as a whole. And, um, you know, I've seen recently, he's actually starting to call out Facebook and Instagram. He's actually starting to call them out on all this censorship. And, and I love it. I love that he's calling them out on it and bringing this to light uh, because maybe it's, maybe there's going to be some change. Uh, Maybe he will be able to be the activist that, that cultivates, some sort of change in all this censorship that we're experiencing. But um, it was weird. I He had made a post uh, kind of along the lines relating to, to some of this. And um, I, I, Acubo, we've connected with, uh, with Junior through our pages, so I, I've got a um, little bit of personal uh, relationship with him. And he uh, made this post, and we commented on it, and he commented back to us, and it our comment on his post went like super viral, like tons of likes and, and responds and things like that. And then all of a sudden, um our page actually just seemingly shut down for about a half a day mm. right after that. Coincidentally, right? Right. Coincidentally, like we couldn't we, we couldn't reload our feeds, we couldn't re we couldn't comment or like on posts, we couldn't post anything ourselves. It was like it was like our, our page ma- magically just shut down for about a half a day, and how convenient is that? That that all of a sudden um, we 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 seemingly got dinged for just kind of supporting what what he had already posted, and um, it's it's just super crazy and 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 super scary what's going on behind closed doors with a lot of this censorship, and uh, you know you wonder because. Us being an outdoor brand in this industry, um, you know, w- we are forced in 2019. We we heavily rely on social media as a a marketing avenue for us oh, in yeah. order for us to reach in order for us to reach people and connect with our customers and uh, whatever it may be. I mean, it,
1: well, let a, me give you a perfect example, can, Matt. I mean, it's it's no secret. Acubo is a is a sponsor and advertiser of the Lone Star Outdoor Show. So when I come yeah. to you or any other brand and say, hey, <clears throat> you know, here's what I can do to get you in front of our audience, Instagram and Facebook are a big part of, you know, hey, here's 180,000 followers that can, we'll see, you know, try to get your product in front of. So it, it's yeah. it's definitely a part of of my business as it is yours. Uh, and yeah. to think that because of the censorship, one day they just shut our pages down. Uh, I mean, that would be it wouldn't be crippling, but it would be a major blow uh, to both of our businesses, the bottom line, you know?
2: It would be very detrimental. And we've put in uh, a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of um, dollars and a lot of resources into building up our social media pages to the point that we have, and I'm sure you have as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, to, to feel like, um, to 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 have this thought in the back of your mind like, Man, what if we just got shut down out of the blue one day for no apparent reason at all? Uh, it's it's a, it's very scary um, that um, it seems like you know there there's a potential for
1: for that. There's no recourse for us. Um, I mean that's that's the thing. They can do whatever they want, and there's they have um, no one that they're beholden to.
2: And how do you challenge them on it? Yeah. I mean, it, they, there's there's almost no way to contact somebody from either. Facebook or Instagram to to have an actual person-to-person interaction. Like, hey, if you censor this, or hey, if you you know block this, um, or hey, if you you know shut this down, um, how can we contact you to have a a, a, a legitimate discussion about this and, yeah. and talk about this on a human level? Uh, there's none of that. So there's that's, nothing. That's another really scary part about it too. My
1: uh my Facebook page got hacked and. January of uh, 2018, and okay. whoever hacked it, I don't know how they hacked it, but they made themselves the page owner of my page. I'm the I'm the only admin. I'm the only one that has you know uh, anything that gets posted comes directly from me. Whoever did this started posting like softcore pornography links and like TMZ links. Most of it was like softcore porn and and yeah. just spam. And they and and so I could somehow I could still go in. And make myself the only admin but then since they were the page owner like literally it wasn't a robot because they were going in and making themselves the owner again and then posting more Uh, so i had to get facebook would not help i emailed i called everything for like three weeks got no response not even one time the only time i ever got a reply was i was like at my wits end and i said hey I, I used the uh the email for if you had like a de- someone a relative that died and you wanted to have their page shut down. Uh that's mm-hmm. the only time I got a response and the guy was like, "Well, I can't help you because that's not what this is for." I said, "Well, can you connect me with someone that can?" He goes, "No." And that was the end of the email. No response there. <laughs> so, the only way that I got help, and God bless these people, is there are a few or there were a few people who actually worked for Facebook and they had a like a secret group. Uh, and I somehow got put into that, and they managed through their connections to get my page restored so uh there are still good people out there, but basically it was a community of folks whose page gets sh- got shut down, and a lot of them were firearms uh pages and and they were like getting banned on a regular basis, getting their pages taken away it was uh It was mind blowing to be in that inner circle and just see what was going on behind the scenes,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, super frustrating and scary and um, softcore porn uh, they're
1: posting and Facebook doesn't give a crap. Like, I mean that's like <laughs> defamatory, you know? They're it's they're implying that it's coming from me and they're not doing anything to help me out.
2: Right, and you know what? You you know what the funny thing is is I wonder cable if if your page had something to do with let's say your page was a uh, let's say your page was a uh, like a, a bath bomb. You know, you're making bath bombs for people, right? Or you're yeah. making shampoos or, or soaps or beauty or hair care, or whatever. Um, I wonder if I wonder if you would have gotten a legitimate response and and some actual help from Facebook to to actually get your page restored. But um, because your page is promotes hunting and the outdoors and blah blah blah, you know, all the things that don't fit in Facebook's agenda, I wonder if that actually had a um, uh, an effect on their willingness to, to help you out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I I think it probably would. I think it probably did.
0: Oh, absolutely. If I had, like, some anti-hunting or, you know, animal rights activism page, they'd have been all over helping me as soon as possible. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the uh, double standard is sickening. Anyway, uh, let's do this, Matt. Let's take a quick break, come back, and uh, dive back into this topic. There's a lot more to get into. You've got some interesting statistics that I want to discuss as well. Um, That segment brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. You know, land is the one thing they're not making any more of, my friends, but we all want it. So if you're ready to take that plunge, ready to make the next step, make your dream a reality, whether you want property for recreating, hunting, fishing, camping, uh, running cattle, or just to get the hell out of the big city, Lone Star Ag Credit has been doing this for over 100 years. They'll take care of you and you can find them at LoneStarAdCredit.com. We'll be right back with more from ACUBO's Matt Pell. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoors Show. I'm going to stay on my ground. Stay my demons down. I ain't In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas and Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, and now McKinney. Visit BobcatofDallas.com or call 469-586-0000.
2: He
0: dives too deep. Well you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Cable Smith, welcome you everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show powered by Allison and Club That's Glenn Templeton His alone. take on the, this uh, was some kind of pop song or something, I don't know uh, let her go, name of that one. Uh, thank you guys and gals for being here. It is great to be talking all things outdoors with you today. And we are still tackling this conundrum as far as being in the outdoor industry, specifically uh, a business within this community and the restrictions that social media place on such businesses. It's, uh, it's mind boggling. Facebook and Instagram will let softcore pornography, I mean, all kinds of smut and provocative crap, human-on-human uh, human violence, oh, yeah, of course, that's no big thing. But, hey, you post anything about harvesting an animal to put on the table, boom, censored. Sometimes your your content is deleted. It's for sure not delivered to your audience, and uh, in some scenarios, your account is even blocked or suspended. So how is that possible? What, how did society get to this point? It's certainly an interesting phenomenon and we'll get back into it here momentarily with ACUBO's Matt Pell. But first, this segment brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'd like to invite you to get plugged in with this great group of folks who are passionate about hunter's rights, education, and of course, conservation to do so Head over to biggame.org and check us out. We'd certainly love to have you. All right. Uh, well, let's dive back into it here with Acubo's Matt Pell. You know, Matt. Before the break, we talked about Facebook uh, censoring you guys, not letting you even purchase ads uh, due to the fact that your well, they they correlate your product, the Acubo as being something that could be used as a weapon. Despite the fact that it's incapable of firing a projectile, I guess the only way that you could consider it truly a weapon is if you used it, you know, to bludgeon someone, you know, like blunt force trauma to someone's head. But hey, I could pick up a broom or hell, this Yeti tumbler I'm drinking my coffee out of today. Um, what, Boone and Crockett scorebook, all-time record book that's sitting here in the studio. It's pretty heavy. I could smash someone over the head with that and call it a weapon. Uh, But we all know that that's idiotic. But anyway, that's where Facebook's at, calling you guys a a weapon. Uh, What about on Instagram? Obviously, Facebook owns Instagram, but have you experienced the same blowback uh, from Instagram?
2: Yeah, right, because Instagram's owned by Facebook. So we're not allowed to pay for ads on Facebook. We're not allowed to pay for ads on Instagram. I mean, we're completely shut off of that whole advertising platform. It's just crazy. It, it's almost it's almost a really it, it's almost a must-have for brands any brand whether you're in the outdoor industry or the hair care industry or the beauty or the clothing industry I mean all companies are being forced to run ads through Facebook and Instagram in order to get their products in order to get their name uh, known and seen and we're completely shut off from being able to do that so all we have is the organic route you know. Yeah. Yeah. we got to just reach people organically however that may happen uh we've got to connect with other people to hopefully share our products and um share our names and share their experiences which uh fortunately we we're, we're super fortunate to be one of the probably one of the handful of brands where for whatever reason people just they'll buy our products and they'll just post about it and they'll just give us a shout out for, for no apparent reason at all. I, I don't know. Cause I don't see it a lot amongst other brands, but I guess, you know, they just appreciate they, they, for whatever reason, maybe they appreciate the product or, or they see that we're, you know, um, really trying to connect with our audience through social media and, and have that person to person interaction, which I think a lot of brands don't do um, for their customers. and And so maybe that's why, but, uh, that that's pretty much what we have to rely on is, is the organic uh, growth and the organic uh, reach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Matt, how old are you? Uh, 28. You're 28. Okay, so you, growing up, you didn't really grow up in a world where there wasn't Facebook. I mean, um, I'm 37, and in just that, you're the same age. My brother's 29. So it's, it's crazy, because just between me and him, there's this, like, generational mini gap of, like he always grew up with social media and uh first person shooter games and all this other stuff that wasn't a part of my life, you know, as a kid. Um, and so I'm I'm I started my own business and I and I had no social media and I made fun of people. I made fun of all my friends that were on social media. I mean, th- I'm just going back to what, how how uh how much I despised social media back in the day. But once I started this company, started the Lone Star Outdoors show, I realized, man, I I got to utilize these free platforms uh, to grow my business because everyone in the world's on them. You know, if you want to get it in front of people, you have to be a part of it. Now I'm on social media, like probably an hour or two every day. It's, it's, I hate it, but it's, it's a means to tune in, you know, <laughs> it's like, you can like yeah. you said, you can't, you can't own a business. You can't run a company if you don't utilize it.
2: Yeah. It's uh it's, it's super challenging if, um, if you, if you don't, utilize it uh, as a company or a brand or even a, um, I guess you would consider yourself um, an influencer in some senses. Mm -hmm. And um, I I read a study um, not too long ago that the average, this is crazy, the average person uh, opens up their social media pages nine times per day. Hmm. Think about that. Nine, nine times per day. So you, if you compare that to like watching TV, do you watch TV nine different times per day? Where you basically you're, you're giving companies nine different opportunities to show you their advertisements through commercials or whatever. No way. I mean, for me, I I don't know. Maybe some
1: people do, but
2: I probably watch TV once per day. I'm not a big TV guy. I just I, I only I watch sports. Have a lot I'm not of time it.
1: sports and hunting. That's yeah.
2: It. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, the fact that, uh, companies or brands or whoever, or or just people, the fact that you can reach and connect with, with other people uh, through social media nine at nine different times per day, uh, that's pretty incredible. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, it just, it further, it further, uh, supports it further supports everything that we're talking about that, whether you like it, whether you like Facebook's rules, whether you you despise social media because there's a lot of negativity and fake news, whether you like it
1: or not, you, you kind of just, you got to be doing it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It is the world we live in, my friend. I wonder if if when I grew up or when my parents grew up it was a better time and place. I mean, I just don't know. It seems like it was a safer place, that's for sure. It seems like social media has made it, uh, I don't want to say society is degrading, but… I, I think it is. Uh, I struggle with that all the time, especially as a father. You know, i have got three kids, and it's one of those things like, there's no way in hell I'm letting my kids get on social media until they are, I don't know, maybe 16 years old in high school for sure. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I
2: think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good things that social media can offer, um, but at the same time, there's there's a lot of negative there, there's a lot of negativity in on social media and there's there's a lot of negativity amongst our community kind mm-hmm. of going back and forth between hunters which which really kind of sucks to see and then uh at the same time there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of attention being wanted on social media so uh it's it's um i I see a lot of people doing the things that they're doing on social media more for attention than to have a a higher purpose or a, a positive cause, you know. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's definitely a some of the downfalls of today's social media world.
0: Well,
1: one cool thing this uh, last week, I posted a video, um, and you and I have talked about this injury that I uh, occurred. Uh, this occurred after a Dallas Cowboys game. I think my brother and I had a couple too many Lone Star beers. So next thing you know, we're kicking the soccer ball around the living room, and I end up falling, just slamming my shoulder into the ground. And I mean, I was like, I think I <laughs> I think I dislocated my shoulder. I don't, I, don't, It hurt like hell. It really hurt when I was sleeping on it. it, hurt the most. Ended up getting a cortisone shot, this, that, and the other. Was better for, you know, six weeks or so. Never fully healed, and now it's it's back to um, pretty achy most of the time. So I posted a video of me with my Acubo. I had actually turned the poundage down all the way to like 10 pounds, which is one of the cool features about Acubo, and just kind of asked people, uh, about some exercises and stretching um, that that they might have utilized in the past, you know, if they've had a shoulder injury. A lot, a lot of people that commented were, were uh, former baseball players, you know, uh, college pitchers yeah. and stuff like that, and uh, yeah. people that have had rotator cuff surgery, which is like the thing that I want to avoid at all costs. Um, and you and I talked about, you know, you, you sent me an email with a bunch of uh, exercises um, and some stretches and, and uh, stuff to uh, to try to get this, thing back on track so that is one of the great things about social media you know here's a bunch of people that um follow the page and they're they're sharing their experiences um so there is a lot of good there what um what do you see most people struggling with as they they go into hunting season you know when it is, as far as archery is concerned yeah so um yeah it's interesting, that's my interesting own personal you struggle up- you know i got to get this bump shoulder back on track for elk season
2: right and and you bring up a a great question that's um that's very relatable to something that we we just launched um last sunday was uh maybe you've seen it was that that new bow hunter mentor program mm-hmm. so basically we I, I launched this program i i yeah. um, i i launched this program that went um pretty crazy uh a lot had a huge response um and basically what it is is i said uh, you know what? There's too much. There's too much elitist mentality out there on social media. And I remember when I was just kind of getting started in bow hunting as a kid. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of people to show me the ropes and, and help me out. I kind of just had to learn from going out there in the woods, having my parents and my grandparents drop me off on public land, and just kind of kind of learning the ropes the hard way, kind of learning through experience, right?
1: No shortcuts, uh, so, man. There's no shortcuts.
2: Right, exactly. And, and there's, there's a lot of new bow hunters out there. I know that, that I feel like, man, if, if I can help kind of um, show them the ropes or teach them things that I wish I could have been taught uh, a long time ago before I had to learn the hard way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, uh, you know, that, that's just a way for me to try and give back to the bow hunting community. So I launched this bow hunter mentor program where basically, I just want to take on five people because it's just all. This is all going to be out of my own time. It's going to be free. There's there's literally no strings attached, and I want to spend I want to spend uh, time with each one of these people every month going into the the upcoming hunting season, so that we can establish goals, um, figure out you know what their needs are, uh, how much they currently already know and um, basically just help them get ready for the hunting season so that they can have a successful season uh, and whatever that may be. Maybe they just want to shoot a doe to get meat in the freezer. Maybe they're, they're after this specific buck and they, and they can't figure out what he's doing on their property so we could study you know, aerial maps and, and, try and try and figure out what their behaviors are, uh, things like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's what I launched this program. And I, I said, hey, just comment on this post on our Instagram page and let me know what your goals are. And it was crazy the amount of people whose goals for the upcoming hunting season were one of two things: number one, to uh, rehabilitate a shoulder injury, or number two, to build up their strength and their poundage so that they can get up to shooting weights where they'll be able to number one, extend their range and be able to, you know, be more accurate and be able to be more comfortable shooting at you know twenty, thirty, forty, or even fifty yards, uh, and then. Um, Uh, also to be able to build up their poundage for certain things like elk hunts or even build up their poundage just to take down a deer. You know, a lot of people are saying they're at 30, 35, 40, and they want to get up to 50, 55, those sorts of things. Uh, so that was a, that was an overwhelming majority of people that commented that said that was their goals was to basically, you know, work on their archery strength or work on recovering from some sort of upper body injury.
1: Well, that's incredible, the response that you got. So are you so you started this mentor program. Are you encouraging other more seasoned uh, bow hunters to kind of uh, follow in that path? Um, I mean, is there a link to it on ACUBO, or is this just something that you, Matt Pell, did just personally?
2: Yeah, so it was something that I just did personally. I didn't realize how big of a response it was going to have, so I basically just told people, you know, comment on the post, tell me what your goals are, and and let me know uh, why you want to be a part of this program. And, uh, cause it's basically just going to be one-on-one training, yeah. uh, me to them. And, uh, but you they're, can't they're train like, oh,
1: 40 uh, bow hunters, right? So maybe there's other I people out there just... that can jump in and, and, or mentor some of the other ones.
2: Right. So I, I said, you know, I'm just going to limit it to five people so I could actually spend the time that's necessary with each one of those. Uh-huh. And there were over like 400 comments, right? So I, I literally took the time to go through every single one of those comments. Uh, I'm actually going to announce the five people uh, later this week who will be taking on with the program. But um, there's certainly a, a lot left out there, a lot of people left out there that I hate to leave behind. Uh, so So maybe someone can jump on the the um, you know the piggyback of, of what I tried to do with this program and maybe take it upon themselves to to launch a similar program and and uh, hopefully it's not going to be like a monetized deal or something like that. I, I don't think that that's what this is this is all about. I think this is legitimately if you want to do something like this, just do it to help people. What I learned is there's a lot of people out there looking for help and if I can help five people this season, Maybe I can help five or ten more next season. Uh maybe someone else can take it upon themselves to try and help five or ten people themselves. And in if every bow hunter did that, uh or or every bow hunter that felt like you know, every experienced bow hunter that felt like maybe they have some, some knowledge. Hey, maybe you're
1: not a happens. bow hunter, you're a duck hunter. I mean, this isn't limited to just archery. Boom.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, it's um you know, ultimately, collectively Uh, the, the, the higher level goal of this is um, the higher purpose for all this is we need to get people feeling more comfortable. We need new bow hunters to feel more comfortable to continue. uh, And, and like you said, not, doesn't even have to be bow hunters, hunters in general, we need them to feel more comfortable getting involved, uh, you know, pursuing the outdoors, pursuing hunting, passing that down to further generations passing it along to their friends. Uh, and, and everyone needs to work collectively to help grow the hunting industry, grow license sales, because the only way that we're allowed to do this thing that we call hunting is it pretty much boils down to, to license sales, right? Absolutely.
1: License Absolutely.
2: sales supports conservation It allows us to continue to do what we, what we love to do. And, uh, and, and lo- if we don't try to grow that or maintain that, uh, the older generation is going to fall off, license sales are going to slump down and then we're you know we're looking at public lands being taken away from us all sorts of repercussions that, that could affect future generations.
0: Absolutely and I know Matt that you're a big public lands guy. Uh, you've killed some nice bucks on on the public land that you guys have there right um, in Illinois, close to Chicago uh, that's uh, where you call home. I've also done you know, some backcountry stuff as well, and I think we'll we'll both be hunting public land for elk this coming fall. Let's take a break, come back, and talk some public land archery hunting. Sound good? Sounds good. Excellent. That segment, by the way, brought to you by Vortex Optics and the new Ranger 4000 HD rangefinder. This is the latest and greatest, and Vortex is already a kick-ass lineup of rangefinders. Four thousand yard reflective range, twenty-five hundred yard range on trees, and twenty-two hundred yard range on deer. You can check it out at VortexOptics.com. It's the Razor HD Four Thousand. Vortex, the force of optics. We'll be right back with more from Acubos Mattel on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Are you tired of waking up at 2 a.m. to fight public land skybusters? Cable here for Three Crow Outfitters and their new North Texas Duck Club, which consists of over 3,000 acres and 40 water bodies throughout Ellis and Navarro Counties. Three Curl does the planting, provides metal blinds, decoys, and posts a weekly scouting report. All you and your buddies do is reserve the property you want and show up to hunt. This opportunity is limited to 10 four-person memberships, so for the waterfowling experience of your lifetime, go to threecurl.com or call 214-641-8097 today. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway,
1: Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffbear's, once again, the number one Polaris dealer in Texas.
0: Pike County, Illinois, and the surrounding area is hallowed ground for whitetail hunters. And with 21 years experience, Golden Triangle Whitetails is the oldest outfitter in the state. Spread out over 14,000 acres, they have 350 acres of food plots, Five hundred tree stands and over eighty box blinds. The guides take pride in having hunters harvest giant Midwest bucks. Golden Triangle Whitetail hunts the Illinois archery, shotgun, and muzzle loader season. They have a full time chef and excellent lodging. Book your Whitetail hunt of a lifetime by going to www.goldentrianglewhitetail.com today. It's a girl, didn't look into your eyes, acted like I didn't love you no more. <laughs> like that, just go to like That's the Lone Star Outdoor Show zone. Grant Jones and the pistol grip. Yeah. So Everything since I lost you, tune. Uh, thank you guys and y'all for being here, by the way. I'm Cable Smith, and you are tuned in to the little old Lone Star Outdoor Show brought to you by Lone Star Beer. And uh, our polaris uh, we're still visiting with acubo founder and creator matt pell but before we jump back into things with matt we've still got a lot to get into uh, this segment of the show proudly brought to you by all seasons feeders and blinds check out the big chingone. especially if you're a family man you want to get the kids maybe even the wife introduced to deer hunting eh, hog hunting whatever But you want to make it a family affair. I took my wife Erin, I put my son Henry and the twins, Frankie and Stella in the blind. I could have put Belle in there too if I wanted to. We had five chairs in there and still had plenty of room. Now, the big chingon isn't going to keep your kids quiet. That's up to you. (laughs) But it is going to give them room. And uh, it's just a family-friendly blind. It's got cup holders, carpet, shelves, you name it. It's the big chingon. And you can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. With that being said, man, Matt, uh, we've been all over the map today talking a lot of, about social media and its impact or lack of impact on the hunting community right now. Um, well, specifically hunting businesses. I mean, certainly it has a negative impact across the board for hunters. There's no doubt about that.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. That was uh we we went on a little tangent a little rant there about social media <laughs> but i think it was I think it's all really good stuff that um you know maybe maybe uh, a lot of people aren't aware of yeah. um not being on the on the business side of social media
1: yeah yeah you know one thing that i want to mention uh kind of on this topic is and i get a lot of these I, through direct messages so people are new hunters uh people that maybe they've never hunted but they follow the page they like the, they like seeing the wildlife they like seeing Hey, I've never, I don't even know what a, a Gemsbuck was, but that's pretty cool. Where is that from? But a lot of these people are scared to ask these questions publicly because they feel like they're going to get ridiculed. And that means that we as a hunting community are doing a poor job of, of not fostering their desire to, to become one of us. We need to welcome them with open arms. There's no stupid question. If you've never done it, how the hell did you know? The first, uh, you know what? The first time I shot a uh, what I thought was a pintail, like this goes way back uh, I think I was a teenager and I shot this pintail and I drive immediately it was my brother and I, I shot a pair of them and I drive up to the uh, taxidermist there <laughs> close to the house and I said sir can you mount these pintails for me and he's like well son those are widgeon." <laughs> <laughs> i said no S. Yes. okay well uh i really had my heart set on a pintail so i guess we're just going to eat these <laughs> you know i've I'm, I'm never I'm told not. that story on the air but I honestly never even thought to uh, but it just goes to show you if you haven't done it how do you know no one taught me i, I learned duck hunting one guy buddy took me and then after that it was just turn me loose i had a dog and we just went you know but i didn't know a yeah. damn thing about it and so there's people right. out there, and, and social media does, like I said, there are beautiful things about it, and, and we can help these people. You know, there's, I just want to encourage folks, there's no, there's no bad question, there's no stupid question. Um, a lot of people might know the answer, but you don't, and so ask. Uh, and we need to do, like I said, you and I, our generation, the people that have been doing this a long time, need to make sure that uh, we, uh, we help those folks and make them understand that, hey, you know, we're, we're a community, we're all like-minded people. And the goal, like you said, at the end of the day, is is to grow our numbers, because hey, conservation's funded through those license sales, and, that, and that's really <laughs> that's the end of the story. Yeah,
2: I think I think you touched on a great point that ultimately it boils down to uh, the the people that try and have this elitist mentality through social media, like the the Mr. Know It Alls that that want to ridicule other people for maybe not. Not doing things, maybe making mistakes or not knowing everything uh and 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 they just want to jump on other people for for uh maybe not being as experienced or not being as knowledgeable as them. you know what at the end of the day, that same person that's that's trying to jump on others, they were a new bow hunter at one point in their life too, where they didn't know Jack squat,
1: yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying like they so, it's like these people like. They just the way that they come off is like they've never wounded a deer, they've never missed a deer. You know, everything they've done is perfect in their entire hunting career, which we exactly. all know is a exactly. bunch of crap. If you've done it, you've you know you've you've called a a widgeon a pintail. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, the look on that taxidermist's face. He was, and you know what? He's a perfect example. He wasn't rude to me. You know, he didn't say, "Hey, you're an idiot. What do you? Why are you even duck hunting?" You're supposed to know. Oh, here's a great example. How can you go duck hunting? You don't even know the species. Well, how do you how do you how do you learn the species? You go duck hunting more. Right. Someone helps you. Right. So he was cool about it, and and you know what I did? I did shoot a pintail a year later. Knew it was a pintail at that time, and it's on the wall in the studio right now. I took it back to him and. And he remembered me, and he's like, "Yeah, that's a beautiful pintail this time." <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool, man. That's a funny story. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think we've, I think we've all, I think we've all got those, uh, those kind of newbie stories, which are, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they're fun to talk about. It, it, it lets people know. It gives people the comfort that, hey, you know, if if they don't know something or they're they're kind of confused about something or no one's taught them yet, they, they, you know, they. They should be able to feel comfortable to, you know, bring these questions up to someone that, that they feel like is more knowledgeable. And then, and then the people that are shooting them down and making them feel inferior and stuff on social media, you know, it's just making these people feel worse about maybe not knowing everything or maybe not feeling as experienced. And then it's going to prevent them from, from asking the right questions and from trying to learn more. And it's just
1: a, it's a, it's a crappy, um, crappy circle.
2: That's yeah, crazy. why
1: why would they want to become of a part of a of a community if they think everyone's a jerk? So yeah, you know, let's get rid of that uh, elitist mentality. If you see someone acting like that, I mean, that's one of the few instances where I'm like, hey, you need to call this person needs to be called out. Just so like, hey, dude, you know, you've been doing it a long time. Just chill. This person hasn't. So let's help them. Right. Um, right. What do you think, obviously you're going to be going elk hunting this fall. Uh, I'll be going to, I'm changing things up. I usually go to New Mexico or Colorado. A buddy and I are going to, we put in for Montana. If we don't draw there, we're going over the counter in Idaho. So that will be a, a new adventure. Um, and I want to ask you where you're going. And then how do you help people, how does ACUBO help people build up the strength to come to full draw on, you know, the necessary draw? Uh, poundage on a bull elk because you're talking about 700 pound animal compared to 150 well where you live maybe a 250 pound whitetail but there's a big difference
0: yeah um
2: so uh first part of your question i'll be going to uh colorado on uh on, on over the counter tag uh it'll be a eight day well we're planning for eight days we'll see if we're successful before that but uh an eight day backcountry trip that um, you know we're gonna be out of out of service, out of touch with the world. We're, we're literally just gonna be living living off of whatever we pack in and uh, living off of the mountains um, out there in Colorado. So it's gonna be a, that's the best
0: kind it's, of it's right
2: not a it's, yeah. it's not a trip for the it's not a trip for the uh, the faint of heart or the uh, the weak minded because there's definitely gonna be some mental challenges that go along with. Obvi- the obvious physical challenges, of course, right? Um, but uh, I'm excited challenges.
1: for it. What are you talking about? No, I'm just kidding. I'm looking at—I uh, don't have shoes on at the exact moment, but I'm looking at my right big toe, and I've got—I finally got half of a toenail that grew back from last September. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: I remember you telling me about that. You—you uh, you, packed the wrong kind of shoes or
1: something like I changed that. Changed my socks uh, right before the trip, and it was unholy mess. So don't do that.
2: and right and and that's the type of yeah obviously it's a physical battle too but it's it's a serious mental challenge to to get over the 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 pain that you're probably obviously feeling and saying you know what i gotta keep pushing and i gotta i gotta accomplish this goal that i set out here to do i'm not gonna be a wimp i'm not gonna um i'm not gonna say you know what here's a little bit of adversity let's let's call it a day and, and pack out um you know that's it's 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 a mental challenge as much as it is a physical challenge so you know the the cool thing about these backcountry trips um these elk hunting trips is is that um you don't really know all the time what challenges are going to be presented uh in front of you uh but you do know that whatever challenges are presented in front of you you better have the physical and the mental fortitude to, to overcome them, mm. whatever they may be. Mm. So you just kind of got to be prepared for everything. And, uh, you know, going along with preparation that, that includes, you know, being skillfully and physically prepared for obviously shooting the animal. If you're bow hunting, um, I personally, um, I personally hunt with a, with an 80 pound bow. I know that's probably a little bit out of the, the realm of, of what's normal or what's average, um, I think that I think that you can get away with uh, bow hunting an elk at as low as 60 pounds if you have the the right shot placement and you know your your arrow setup is um, you have the right arrow setup and and the conditions are right for it. I would uh, recommend that most people try and try and shoot for or bow hunting with seventy pounds on an elk. I think that it's. I think that the more poundage you could shoot with the bow, the better. Uh, number one, the the reason being is obviously the animal's much bigger, right? Um, oh yeah. Elk are some of elk are, are some of the most uh, strong-willed animals when it comes to survival. Uh, to, to, just survive anything. I mean, you look seen at where the they choose to live. That, I mean. Look at where they live. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You see the mountains. I mean, it's crazy. The the conditions that they live in and and those animals, I mean, they'll climb up a rock face that, that you look like you look at and you're like, Man, I need I need some rock climbing gear. I need some ropes and, and stuff to get up that and this seven hundred pound animal is scaling it, you know, on
1: a full speed
2: run. <laughs> so yeah. it's 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 kind of crazy
1: what the what those animals are able to do to i've seen the eat. ass end of an elk quite a few times not gonna lie so yeah <laughs> <laughs> like ah oh, um, damn it no nah, that was our chance so, yeah it happens it happens all the time yeah so
2: aside from them just being a, a physical specimen um that that you need that penetration and you need that kinetic energy to to put an arrow through that animal to 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 be lethal, uh, of course, uh, the goal is to get a full pass through, right? So you, that you can get the, the, uh, the two exit wounds and, um, you know, uh, ultimately an animal can only bleed out so much, right? So, uh, you get that double lung and, um, it, there's, it's, it's impossible for them to survive it. Uh, but if, if you, if you don't get that full penetration and, uh, maybe you only catch one vital organ you know, they can, the chances are they can, they can go for quite a bit. Um, They can, and, and if you push them, that's another story too. So,
1: well, I'll tell you um, this. So I'm not even at that 70 pound. I could definitely draw 70. I'm comfortable at 65 and, uh, and going back to the penetration though, you know, you pick the right arrow and, and broadhead and um, I shot this one in the chest at like, I think it was uh, 14 yards this last year. And that arrow was buried three fourths the way in his into his, and only got one lung, but that's all he needed. I mean, he only made it forty yards. Um, yeah. So, so, I did just want to say, you know, I'm I'm not at seventy. There's there's don't think that if you can't pull seventy, uh, that you, you can't kill an elk. You, you certainly can. Um, oh yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. it's all about shot placement. So anyway. Well,
2: for me, for me, I, I I like to think about it in in this way. Uh, you know, can you kill an elk at sixty or fifty five? or, or even 50. I mean, yeah, like, I'm not going to say that there's instances where you can't, but um, I guess how I like to go into, into any hunt, uh, especially an elk hunt is I, I want, I want to be over prepared. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, So if, if you're pulling 70 or if you're pulling 60, uh, you should be able to pull that, that weight. Or if you're pulling 80, you should be able to pull that weight. You should be able to hold it back you should have no issues whatsoever with whatever weight you're, you're pulling back and hunting at, right? You should be over prepared for that poundage of bow that you're using.
1: You should be comfortable. Um, you if you're struggling have... pulling it back, you need to go down.
2: Yes. Yes. Because, because chances are when you get in a hunting scenario, um, if, if something's not perfect, um, that, that, that could hinder your success, you know? Um, so so even you know whether it comes to shooting a boat, uh, what I mean by being over prepared, like I will practice religiously at 100 yards, knowing damn well I'm, I'm not going to take a 100 yard shot, but I might I might take an 80 yard shot if the conditions uh, present itself, and and feeling comfortable that I can be accurate at 100 just allows me to feel like hey I'm over prepared for maybe a 60, 70 or 80 yard shot. Um, and, and, uh, mentally it gives me that confidence. And then physically as well. I mean, obviously, you know, talking about your, your toe injury and, and just all the time spent scaling mountains on your feet, on your legs, it's really tough on your body hunting elk in these conditions. And, um, from a physical standpoint, preparation, I mean, you should be, you should be over prepared for the conditions that you're going to be experiencing out there in the field because um, you, you never know what you're going to come across. And if you get to a point, you know, on day two or day three where your legs are hurting, you know, that's that's going to significantly hinder your chances of success. You should be able to go seven days because you trained so much. You you trained your legs, you trained your body, you trained your lungs, especially being at higher elevation, It's really important to have you know, good air capacity and, and, and good, your, your cardio is, is up to speed with what you need it to be. Uh, I, I just, I guess what I'm saying cable is, um, I like to go into hunts feeling like I've over or I've over-prepared or I've over-practiced for probably what I could get away with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right. I've done it. I've done it lots of different ways. There's tons of different training, um, you know regimens. Uh, I've done it where it was like all cardio, no weightlifting, and I weighed 100 and I weighed 175 that year. Uh, now I weigh uh-huh. 205, and I've you know obviously lift weights a lot more, and I've found that I I enjoy that more than I'm just I don't really like running to be honest with you. I like playing sports. but right. I don't. I just there's people out there who just get on a treadmill or just go outside and just run. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm just not one of those people. You know. <laughs> so I try to. I try to do like. Uh, the thing that I've I've enjoyed is hit cardio, uh, where you uh-huh. you sprint for you know maybe three or four minutes and then, uh, and then you you walk, or you jog for three yeah. or four minutes, or you can take one or two minutes or, whatever the case is. But
2: uh, I'm the, I'm the same way. I've got a um I've got a really big like hill, um next to my house, and uh, in the summertime, man, I'll just go to that hill and I'll, I'll try and sprint up that thing as best as I can see how high up I can get to get up on it. And, uh, you know, just doing, doing those up downs, up the hill, sprinting up, walking back down, sprinting up, walking back down. I mean, I'll do that for 25, 30 minutes, be totally gassed. And, uh, for me, for me, I, I enjoy that much more. It's much more of like a physical, um, leg workout. I feel it much more in my, in my quads and and hammies and really all over the place. And, um, you know, it's it it just kind of do, do I love doing it? Um, maybe not necessarily, but will I prefer to do that over getting on a treadmill or getting on a um, elliptical or a bike or stairmaster like a hundred percent? And and I just like being outdoors too. If I'm gonna do some cardio, you know, so oh, yeah. like there there's no there's no one right way to prepare for it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what it comes down to as well. Is there's Absolutely. no one. Yeah there's no set program of this is what you have to do. Um, But you do have to do something, whatever, whatever that is, whatever works for you. You do have to really challenge yourself and prepare yourself physically um, for, for a hunt like an elk hunt and especially in the mountains and things like that.
1: Oh yeah. I've, I've gone with, well, one, one year I went with a buddy who did not do cardio. He just lifted. So he came like, Oh, I'm in good Uh, enough shape. Look at me. I'm, I'm strong. I'm fit. I mean, dude, I left him behind every day. I'm like, dude, you can't, you can't, if you can't keep up, you can't keep up. I'm, I mean, you're not gonna ruin my elk hunt, you know. <laughs> so here's a walkie-talkie, and I'll see you back at camp tonight. I mean, the next year he came back, he he did a lot of cardio, and he was ready to roll. Yeah, so,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, last thing here, we, we we're running out of time, but certainly wanted to talk about some of the new developments for 2019 on the uh, virtual app system, um, that, uh, everybody's come to love from Acubo.
2: Yeah. So, um, this past January, we launched the, uh, the new Acubo 2019 app. And, uh, it's, it's really a, a night and day, uh, transition from the app, the, the augmented reality app that we had launched last year to this new app that we launched this year. Uh, we really made a lot of improvements and a lot of strides in our technology development. We've got, um, we've got 13 different shooting environments, uh, everything from target shooting to bow hunting, to bow fishing, um, stationary targets, moving targets, targets set out at all different kinds of distances. And then um, uh, we've got bow site customization as well. So last year's app, we just had a stationary single pin site in bow site interface and, uh, this year we actually give users the ability to customize their bow site anywhere from an open site to a single pin, three pin, five pin. And they could actually, um, program the yardages of each one of those pins. So they could set their pin yardages, uh, how they, how they, you know, how their actual bow hunting setup may be. And, uh, so, so the app is taking into account arrow ballistics and arrow drop at different distance, targets being at different distances and things like that. It's, um it's pretty cool, and then obviously the graphics the graphics are are night and day as well. We really um, made some big improvements in updating those graphics uh, it's a It's a completely new app because because the interface and the technology had um, kind of evolved so much, we actually launched the app completely new. so our old two thousand eighteen app is just called Acubo on the App Store and the Google Play Store uh, but our new 2019 app is actually called Acubo 2019, so you'll see it as a completely separate app on the um, on the app stores. And um, I, we we came up with the name uh, pretty much because I've got us in this system where I, I want to every year I want to update the app. I want to come out with something new with the technology. Of course, you know uh, the products are um, we're, we're always constantly looking to improve that. But now with this technology, we're we're just going to keep trying expanding on the technology. And, uh, you know, kind of how like Madden and, uh, you know, uh, NCAA basketball or whatever, like every year they'd come out with a new game and be like oh, yeah. Madden, Madden 2012, Madden 2013. I think we're going to do the same thing with Acubo. It'll be, you know, Acubo 2019, Acubo 2020. <laughs> right. uh, just every year, every year we continue to um, kind of evolve that technology that we're, that we're working off
1: about. Those are the video games I love. Uh, and FIFA. I, I used to play a lot of FIFA. I just uh, <laughs> yeah, I never yeah, got into yeah. like the halos and all the other you know, walk around. You know, I I accidentally watched the video of the uh the guy in New Zealand. Somebody sent me the link, and from what I've seen on like Halo and stuff, it looked like the guy. It was looked like a first person shooter game. It's terrible. Uh, maybe they should instead oh, of man. instead of uh, blocking our Instagram, Facebook ads, they should stop promoting that kind of crap to our kids.
2: Yeah, yeah. The fact that somehow that video is available on the internet is. Uh... That's a little troubling. And, and meanwhile, us outdoorsmen over here sitting back, and we, we can't post pictures of our deer kills or our, uh, our yeah. training, Acubo training products. and uh,
1: Or not you th- know, not so much even the, that, that video, which was terrible. One of the worst things I've ever seen. But just how about we don't promote these killing games? How, is it, how are they letting people buy ads for selling our kids games where they walk around killing people all day or beating up a person and carjacking them? And then they're going to frown at you know a picture of a, an elk that Matt shot in Colorado at 10,000 feet and worked his ass off for a week to get, and the food that that's going to provide yeah. for the rest of the year. I mean, ugh, our society, dude. We could go off on another tangent, but unfortunately, we're out yeah. of time, man. Matt, I've certainly enjoyed it. If you want to plug the uh, website, folks can check out Acubo, pick one up. If they don't have it, if they do have an Acubo, certainly want to get the app and uh, the hardware set up for that. Where can folks find you?
2: yeah um, Acubo.com is the, is the best place to go in my opinion. Uh, you, you get to work directly with us. Um, if you ever need any sort of customer support or have any questions, you know you can come directly to us at acubo.com. And then um, you know I, I've actually taken it upon myself to take control of both our Facebook and our Instagram pages. So uh, if you go to the Acubo Instagram page or the Acubo Facebook page and you want to reach out to, the, to us there. Uh, you'll actually be talking directly to me. I'm the one that posts all this stuff to our pages, uh, and and I just I love having that that um, that business to customer personal relationship where they feel like hey they can actually come to us or come to me directly if they ever need anything or have any questions or they want any help, uh, and and we're always posting educational content through our Instagram and our Facebook pages, and um, you know that's something that like we were talking about earlier, man, you, you you just, you don't get a lot of that these days. I mean, we can't go to Facebook or we can't go to Instagram and have a, a human relationship. You can't go to most companies thing.
1: and talk to the owner. I mean, it's like you yeah. got to talk to a person that knows a person that is the secretary of the person. I mean,
2: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> uh, so. Yep. well, dude, I appreciate it, man, Matt, always great visiting with you. I look forward to uh, doing it again. Uh, probably come September we'll compare notes and, and, uh, see what what we can muster up in the elk woods sounds good buddy
2: and in the meantime we're going to get that shoulder all healed up
1: oh working on it every day so i working at 10 pounds <laughs> right now and i'll just keep working it up and and one other thing you said you got to do your other side too i don't think people uh i don't think people realize that you got to do if you're right handed do your left side and vice versa so keep both of them strong yep keep
2: that muscular balance it's going to help prevent future injury yep right on
1: well, hey, man, certainly appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Cable.
0: All right, there he goes, Acubo founder, Matt Pell. Certainly an interesting discussion today uh, for anyone, you know, an entrepreneur out there that wants to get involved with the outdoor industry, some inside stuff on you know, what you can and can't do with social media. I mean, Acubo, not a weapon, but Facebook and Instagram, classify it as one. It's insanity, yet... They let our kids, they promote games that tell our kids to get into a limousine or steal a car and bang a hooker. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Hey, beat up that homeless guy with a baseball bat. Hey, check out this violent crime where a human shoots another human being. All of that proliferates social media today. Post a picture of a dead animal or a gun. Even gun safety. And you're ostracized? Give me a freaking break. Society's messed up, man. That is for sure. Anyway, that segment of the presentation was proudly brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Uh, Josh and Becky were not the ones who told me all those years ago that the uh, pintails, (laughs) quote, that I brought in were actually widgeon, which they were widgeon. But uh, Josh and Becky... Have been doing all my taxidermy for about nine years now. Is it eight, nine? I don't know. It's a long, long time. I'm sitting here in the studio looking at a room full of Euro mounts, shoulder mounts, full-body black bear, speckled trout, you name it. Basically, if you've got something you want to put on the wall, you go to grthenumber 8 mountscom That's gr8mounts.com and they'll take just as good a care of you as they do me. That's GR the number 8 mounts.com. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to all of our guests today and by all of our guests, I mean, the one Matt Pell of Acubo. A great conversation with him. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors.